Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quart is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and thank you to the great Dennis Committee. This is Quarters and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich of Channel 7, Perth Football Club and the West Coast Eagles fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858 if there are any issues. Barra. Yes, my we're friend. here. Yes, can you smell oh. the the Denko rub? Can you smell the freshly cut lawns? Oh. The, the spring is in the air. The trees are all blossoming, and footy finals are here, and it's tonight. Pretty exciting, isn't it? It's a pity that um, there's nothing in Western Australia except yes. waffle finals. We've got waffle finals, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Saturday and Sunday, but. Yeah, the G's getting hammering. Apparently, it's going to be wet. See, that's the problem with Victoria, mate. It rains no, it's a lot. Not. That's why it's so green. You've got to have rain. Yeah, but it, we're green as well. Four we don't seasons have... in one day, Barry. <laughs> I know, but uh, I, re- I don't know where, who the weather aids, whether it aids Collingwood or whether it aids Melbourne. Probably uh, Melbourne, if I have to call it. Yeah. Feels like that game, whoever wins that game is the premiership favourites. I agree. In my opinion, because uh, then they have to go through. Hopefully, it'll be Collingwood Carlton next week, and then they have to go to the Gabba. So they go the hard route. Yeah, they go on the Gabba, the Gabba route. Not done yet, but we'll talk about all that and we'll give our tips in a moment. Uh, before we start, I want to mention Monday night, the Sandover Medal is held. Yeah. And um, there are ho- four Hall of Fame inductees mm-hmm. and one legend. Now, the legend being elevated, we're not allowed to mention. Uh, that'll be announced on Monday night. But we can tell you who the four Hall of Famers are. Uh, Jan Cooper mm-hmm. uh, has done wonderful things over a long period of time for women's football, both with the AFL and locally, uh, currently with the West Coast Eagles. Um, Phil Cracker, uh, mm-hmm. who follows his brother Jim into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jim was inducted a couple of years ago. And uh, we sort of one of the things that was said was, we weren't known as Jim and we weren't known as Phil. We were known as the Cracker Brothers. Yeah. So the rightfully, both of them have their place in the WA Football Hall of Fame. Well, well Jim Jim actually, he made a big statement about it. He said, look, my, my brother should be coming in with me. And uh, was it last year? I think it was last year, wasn't it? 2021, got, I think. He got inducted, yeah. was it? Okay. Uh, so, so now Phil's in. Yeah, he's, he's in. Good well, players. he will be. Yeah, they were. Um, They're different sort of now. I know I'm good friends with Jimmy. Yeah. Like, He's very when thin. When I say that. Phil ain't so. Um, he comes to the footy a lot. We see him a lot, and he, he's a, still a big footy fan. Jim is very fit. Phil probably not so much. But this, Phil's still in Melbourne. Moved there um, in '82 to join North Melbourne. Hasn't come back. Yeah, some some classic stories about Jimmy though. Oh mate, could he fight? It was unbelievable. I don't know if you let we don't tell stories like that. There was one day at um, Leaderville when West Perth was still at Leaderville, and they were getting stuck into him. Uh, allegedly racial vilification. The crowd, this is the crowd. Well, let's right? be honest, mate. It would have been. Yeah, there was a lot going days. on. And he jumped into the crowd and started punching on yeah. with the West Perth cheer squad. Or not cheer squad, but the blokes that were having a crack at him. Yeah. And Tractor Reynolds, you know Tractor Reynolds from oh, Claremont? Before my time. Yeah, Tractor jumped in. I don't like that nickname, though. I don't want to run into him. His <laughs> oh, nickname's Tractor. The big fella, he's yeah. still around. He jumped in and pulled Jimmy out. Yeah. And then they reckon at the end of the game, Dennis McInerney, remember Dennis yeah. McInerney, the car yeah. dealer? Yeah. Yeah, he's a huge Claremont man as well. 
uh, he went down to the rooms to see Jimmy, Jimmy after the game, and no one could find him. Where's Jimmy? And uh, he was in the next room. Everyone was having a beer and singing and that, and they couldn't find Jimmy, and they went in the next room, and Jimmy was pulling on his jeans and putting his gear on, and they said, uh, Jimmy, what are you doing, mate? And he said, I'm going to find those so-and-sos, and I'm going to get them. <laughs> This is after the game. You shouldn't f- condone violence, but you can't blame the bloke for wanting to retaliate given what was probably said to him at the time. Unbelievable. Uh, the other inductees, Alistair Pickett. What a fantastic footy yeah. story that is. And I've had the great pleasure of interviewing these um, uh, great footballers this week. And uh, Alistair's story, which I'm looking forward to tell, um, is all about just patience. You know, he had a couple of knees early, was a mature age, and then went on to play with... Uh, well, originally West Perth, then Peel, and then, of course, Subi, a yeah. four-time premiership player and played Please till he was 38. Me. Please tell me that he's spoken about Peter German. He does. He yes. does, does yes. he? Oh, beautiful. Because yeah, that... he followed him from Peel to Subi. Okay, he said, I originally I did the pre- I started the preseason with Peel and Germo had left and I, I didn't really want to go. He said, but he twisted my arm. And, yeah. Uh, so I ended up at Subi. And he became an absolute superstar. Played with his son. Uh, played with yeah. his son, Alistair, yeah. at the end there. So just a so, great So, you know, Alistair, did he tell you he's been coaching at Perth? Probably didn't tell you. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, no. so Germo's got Alistair down to oh, yeah. look after the Indigenous boys. Sydney, Sydney Stack and those sort of guys. And he's been phenomenal. He brought his sons down too. Both of them uh, are very talented. Yep. One sort of went missing for a while. Yep. If you know what I mean, and yep. he's back. And so we're going to try to get him through. And he's the younger the younger one is really good as well. So you might see some more pickets. But he won two Sandovers. He did. One at Peel, one at 2004. And beautifully spoken. And uh, and, he, and Phil as well. You know, just just great footy people, great Humans. It's and, v- he, uh, is, he, uh, he is actually a very good guy. Ger- Peter German reckons that Alistair Pickett is the best Indigenous player he's seen. He reckons he, he actually – I think he thinks that he is the best waffle player he ever saw. Well, we just wondered, don't That's we, a big statement, if he'd it? got to the AFL and probably yeah. counted against him with a few knee injuries and what have you. And the last one will be Alex Rance. So I'm looking forward to speaking to him. Uh, telling his story. So Alex, of course, um, uh, went to Richmond, played in a couple of flags and um, pulled the pin relatively early on on the career. Now, I played with his dad. Yeah. Obviously, Murray. Romance, Murray. Yeah, Romance, one of the great nicknames. He could romance too. And uh, I think that's why he got the nickname. Mm -hmm. But he was a captain at uh, West Coast at one stage there. Um, Bit of a, uh, would you say, religious family? Very much so. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Is it Mormon or um, uh, Jehovah's, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness? Witness. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it was, it was an interesting time. Um, and Alex, uh, I think, was involved in that area as well. And, Indeed. But, but a really, a really, what, they reckon one of the great fullbacks. And good to see. It's where, why are they inducting him? Because. He must, they're bringing him over, are they, or something? Well, it's just a great career. I mean, mm. he's a West Australian. It's the West Australian Football Hall of Fame. So you're a West Australian. You're inducted. No matter where you played, yeah, right. Of your football, okay. So is Buddy in there then? Uh, it's a really good point. He will be. Buddy better be. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If Alex Rance is in, well, the thing is, he has only just retired, so you can't be inducted until you retire. Right. So, uh, Buddy will definitely be in there. He's going to go straight well, in. He'll, he'll be an AFL legend. Yeah, he'll have to so go. what's five years after you uh, retire for the AFL Hall of Fame and the legend status comes. Well, up let's call him. for him for Buddy to go straight in. Okay. Straight into the Hall of Fame, WA Hall of Fame. I have to look at the criteria. But the Australian, WA Football Hall of Fame it is. Yeah, but the Australian Football Hall of Fame, straight in, buddy, mm. and straight in as legend. 
Yeah, I don't think they'll do that, mate. Why they not? don't yield to us, mate. They they follow the rules. Well, why wouldn't they do that? The guy don't the know. guy's transcends everybody. He does. He does. He's the best player of the modern era. Yes, he is. He's I gone. Agree with is that. he gone past Kerry? No. You don't reckon he's better than Kerry? Oh, mate. We, we just it's been a while since Kerry played. He's not better than Matthews. <laughs> different though. It's hard to compare. Different, completely different players. You've got your whole thing. Buddy's also on there. a very different player to, to mate, Wayne Kerry. I reckon Buddy's better than. Then Kerry was um, very much you, you a many goals, buddy contested mark, and Buddy was more of a – he had all the attributes. He could run. I mean, he was more mobile. Mate, Buddy is better than Matthews. Okay. All right. We, well, let's get some emails in. Is Buddy Franklin better than – Lee Matthews is the best footballer I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that's what the Victorians reckon. Well, I've seen a lot of West Australians as well. So we, we had a bloke over here that was mm-hmm. as good as him, in my opinion. Who's that? Uh, he played for Perth. Barry Cable, you and didn't mention his name. So Lance Buddy Franklin transcends them all. He's he is the man. He, he's better than Kerry. He's a very good. Player. He's better than Matthews. He should be recognised as probably the best bloke to play footy. I mean, just he had a number of games, number of years, number of goals, premierships. Mm-hmm. Is there anything he didn't do? Um, Won a few Coleman's. Didn't win the no. Brownlow. Yeah, that's something he didn't do. How did he not win the he Brownlow? Has that in, um, he has shares that with uh, Kerry with and Matthews yeah. and Kerry. So Gary Abbott Senior. Why is it all the great players haven't got Brownlow? Not all of them haven't. All the super, some all, all the great greats. Well, arguably the top three of all time haven't. Mm. Isn't that weird? Mm. It is a bit strange. I think they would have fixed that by now. You think so? <laughs> you think so? Um, look, we've got four games to pull apart. So oh, we'll hang on, start one on, thing for you yep. before you go. Yes, on. please do. I have got some good stuff too. Well, have you? Uh, are we talking about grand final? You've done some prep. You've got oh, notes yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I know. Are we talking about our best grand final moments? Because I've had a few. No, that's coming. That's uh, one of coming, the, is it? One of it, uh, it's mail, so it, we'll do that. I've later. got a few texts from people about wanting to hear the story yes. about um, Angry Anderson and the. Yes, we'll get on to that. See that sold for twenty seven, twenty five thousand. the Batmobile? Did it? They sold it recently. Is, it, the, is it actually functional? Still around, yeah. The you can drive it. Has it. Does it have yeah, an engine in it? Yeah, it's a, um, I wrote it down here, it's a Detroit, uh, what's the name of the car? Imagine driving that around the streets. They took it on the footy show once and it broke down. Remember? Yep. Do you, do you remember you that? You know what I'd like to drive around the streets? I've always wanted one of these, is the harness racing vehicle that fans out with the big arms that fan out, right? <laughs> Imagine driving that down the freeway and someone's what? tailgating you or trying to get around you and it's like, vroom, out go the arms. Get around me now, pal. <laughs> Can I? Am I allowed to drive one of those on the freeway down the Mitchell? That is unbelievable. Yeah, the Batmobile. Anyway, what, what I want to We'll get talk, on to that later. Uh, okay. me, meeting... Um, the great boxer Lionel Rose. Yeah, well, so Lionel Rose was don't out go there. anywhere. I was going, it's Lionel coming Rose. Later. How does Lionel Rose out here? It was unbelievable. With Jeff, Jeff Fennick mm. and uh, and Steinzy and the late great Lionel Rose. Lisa Ondecky. Lisa Ondecky. Ondecky. Deeks. Actually, what was her? Uh, that wasn't her name. Lisa was Martin. At the Lisa time. Lisa Martin and her husband. Yes, Ondecky. I'm not sure what <laughs> Yobes, his Christian name. Yobes on. Uh, Yobes, Yobes, yeah. mate. He was he was pissing himself. At, at angry, oh, he was. He would be thinking, "What the hell how is going bad on?" Is, he was going, "How bad is this?" Let's get to Worse that. Worse than meat life by we a mile. We'll get to that. A mile. We'll get to that. All right. So, what do you want to ask me? Biggest stories of the year. Oh, so we're coming to the so home and away rise. Home and away uh, is done and dusted. Well, with, over here, it's clearly been the uh, West Coast board. Adam Simpson, Trevor is that's been the story of the year here. So you reckon West Coast? Oh, just over the here. The resurgence of them late to save Adam Simpson or the whole I think the whole match? saga. The whole saga. What was the whole saga? Oh, just the horrible Because apparently, according to them, there was no oh, saga. please, Barra, please. <laughs> Come on. 
Oh, but the gaffer, mate. Oh, he, he had a two-year contract, and please. he's still there. Okay, you could look at it like that, course. Yeah, you could. You can look at it whichever way you like. It's called spin, Barra. It's called spin, <laughs> Pardon me. Um, so Lizzie's what, uh, still there throw, too. Throw a couple of. Oh, uh, I'll toss you a couple of more. Ken Hinckley survives after. Yeah, it's a good, big story. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You could argue that. I'll spin that. David Koch said it all along. We'll be making a decision in August. Cool your jets, and they made a decision in August. Yeah, but Warren Treadray, yeah, Port Legend right. came in and said Round his, four. Uh, yeah. his job's untenable. Yeah. It, it, was, been, it, was after the, it was after the showdown. I think, I think in your particular state, that's the big story. Like the Eagles here, yeah, yeah. Port Kinkley there, but not necessarily nationally. Mind you, Summer and Jacko did call for Simo's head too, yeah. didn't they? Mm. A couple of greats. The whole thing. Did Summer call for his head or just I think just Jacko? Did. I think Summer. As yeah. well. Toby Green, transformation to captain yeah, and now All-Australian captain. Big story, yeah. Up there? Yeah. Or the Giants in the finals? Is that a bigger story? Well, it's, it, it's a big story, but it's not the story of the year. No? No. And what if they, well, win, I think, the, if I, they win the flag, it will be one. Oh, well, anyone who wins the flag. Collingwood, probably. Collingwood. That, would that be the story of the year if Collingwood wins? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Dacos. Dacos in his second season, just smashing all records. Nick yeah, Dacos. probably. You know, the Richmond supporters tipped, nearly tipped a tram, tram over in Swan Street when they won their first flag in 2017. Every, you'd bolt everything down. Flag. Collingwood win the flag, you'd bolt everything down. Flag. 2017 was oh, their oh, first flag. On the run, on the run. Yeah, no, it was, their, it was their first, after, ended a drought. Their previous was 1980. Yeah, so yeah. So a long time between drinks. Because I used to be a Richmond fan because yeah. of 1980. I was there in 1980. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, the, uh, but you'll have Malt to house. You'll bolt everything Francis down Burke, if Collingwood win, won't you? Neil Baum. Would it be safe to wander the streets at night? If Collingwood won, yeah. yeah. I was there in 1990. KB. KB. He was on fire. Oh, KB. On Stan Mango. Kicked seven goals, won the Norm Smith. Yeah, it was amazing. I was talking to Barty. I was talking to... Um, because Stan Magro coached Perth. Yep. I was talking to Stan a couple of weeks ago, and he said, I think he, I think he did it. He took a comb out there with no teeth in it and oh, gave it to KB. Did he? <laughs> well, I think KB it might have the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what did he kick? Six yeah, or Actually, something. he had those seven, wispy seven. strands that came over the front, so you'd, you'd probably keep two or three of the teeth in there, wouldn't you? He looked like nothing. That would have funnier. But he looked like nothing on earth. He, he, he looked like you could Jesus just could snap him in two. Yeah. Oh, and he, after Magrod, he, he, he killed Jezza and he killed Cable. Remember those shirt fronts where he took both of them Yeah, out? oh, yeah. One in a state game. Oh, the oh, Jezza one was on the Prince's Park wing and they were oh, both running with the flight of the footy. Oh, mate. What do they say about immovable objects <laughs> meeting, you know? Um, the immovable object me, me, meeting. Irresistible the, force. Yeah, The yeah. result is catastrophic. Uh, you know, with KB, you know, with all the modern day science behind diets and, you know, every club has their dietitians yeah, and what yeah. have you. You know, he had the same meal every single night before a game his entire career, and that was over 400 games, and it was fish and chips. Fish and chips, that was it? It was the stock standard fish and chips. I played with a bloke called John Zakos who used to have Fruit Loops for a game, and he played well once. So, so was that his fruit nickname? Loops <laughs> is that his nickname? <laughs> and Mal Brown told me before he, a match he would have uh, steak and tomato. Because they didn't believe in any of that sort of uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. carbohydrate loading. Uh, Brian, the great late Brian the Whale Roberts oh, tells a story. Biggest man you've ever seen. He t- it's not really about a meal, but he tells a story. At heart. He had a shocking game one day playing for Richmond. He gets to half time. He goes up to the trainer and he says, mate, I just can't get it done out there. And he said, uh, is there anything you can give me? He said, I don't want to do anything illegal, but just give me something. Basically, he was after some Uncle Doug's that's going to help lift him. So this trainer takes him into a room and says, take this blue tablet with some water. Don't chew on it. Just swallow it whole. And he says, have it. I'd, you haven't seen me, okay? So the whale goes, jeez, okay. 
Goes out there, plays the game of his life in the second half. Goes to the trainer after the game and says, hey, mate, just want to say thanks. What was it? He goes, smarty. Mind games. Mind games, exactly. It's called a placebo effect. It's mind games, you see. Who was that um, Olympic gold medalist BMX rider from WA? Oh, you remember him? He won. I think he might even won two gold. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? He used to have KFC before he competed. There you go. He's from Balga. Okay. He's from, he was from Westminster. Just absolute star. Now, what I, was I, your pre-game meal, or, or the morning of? I got I got fully into the uh, carbohydrate loading. Oh, did you? And stuff like that. Did you? Yeah. We had a dietitian come to the club. I don't know if, if I'm allowed to tell this joke because because a dietitian came to the club and he actually. And he was a real little bloke and he wasn't very big. And we thought, oh, eating well is probably, does it, it really help you if you, this is a dietitian? Like they had the wrong bloke. You need a big dietitian to convince <laughs> the boys. Why? Because then you go, well, he obviously works, you know. Oh, yeah, this guy's a dweeb. But he went so tight, just never <laughs> define anything. Well, I don't know. Well, that's how blokes think. Anyway, yeah. so he came in and he said, and he, he was completely discredited by John Todd because John he said to John Todd, who was the coach of the Eagles at the time, he said, you know, talk, he was going on about carbohydrate loading and everything's changed and you can't have steak and tomato like Mal Brown used to do. And he said, for example, Toddy, have, uh, do you know the difference between a fat and a cholesterol? Oh, you can't tell that joke. You can't tell that joke? Well, probably not. I know where it's going. <laughs> I've never woken up with a yeah, half cholesterol. a cholesterol. Yeah, yeah right. Anyway, so the um, – so I reckon the biggest – I'll tell you one thing, mate. I've never <laughs> – I've got cholesterol. Okay. Mate, the biggest story of the year, yes, okay. in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's not Simo because nothing happened. Okay. It was the biggest non-story of all I'll time. I'll turn it up. It wasn't a non-story, but – Turn it up. In terms of the result – oh. So you, you could say the, the performance of the West Coast Eagles is a big story. So what's the biggest story of the year? The rise and rise of Carlton. Yeah, actually, great call. After six straight losses – Great call. You wanted to sack Voss. I didn't. They were no good. having a crack at me. <laughs> I probably did, actually. Somebody did. Yeah. For them to make the finals, and if they win against Sydney and they get through. And so is he coach of the year? Mm. Well, this, I got Kingsley. Kingsley with the Giants. When you look at the squad. And if Collingwood get through McFly, yeah. Fly's going to be up there. Anyway, that's. Uh, what about Simon Goodwin? Yeah, I mean, you, Chris Fagan, Ross Lyon. If Ross Lyon wins a final, yeah, yeah great efforts, great efforts. Listen, I want to talk, let's get into some games. Yeah, but I want to open up with it's a cruel old game, footy. Now you know because you didn't make the cut in the nineteen ninety two, ninety one, ninety one, and ninety one, and ninety two. Actually, both of them. <laughs> yeah, but you know, <laughs> John Noble. Now the scenes of John no- John Noble. Well, what's a story there? Has played eighty three consecutive games since round six, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about tonight's game, right? At Gosh's Paddock. Yeah. Consoled by Darcy Moore, consoled by Nick Dacos, basically in tears. He's been dropped. It's just a remarkable game, footy. I'll say one thing great clubs make ballsy calls, Mm. and that is one. You look back to John Worsfold, what was it, 2000 and uh, 1998? Yeah. Yeah. Final against the Dogs. Yeah. Flat. They were as flat. As a whoopee cushion at a clown convention. As a West the Coast. proverbial shit card They were. They were. <laughs> <laughs> Flat as a diet pancake. Mate, I they interviewed were. him straight after. You know that. So I was working for Seven yeah. and Johnny had to come out. This and is they, after the game or after this he- is No, this is before the match started. Okay. And they said, you can have a West Coast Eagle. And I'm about to interview a West Coast Eagle before the match. You know, they throw down barrows on the boundary and he's got John Worsfold with him. 
because you know he'd been dropped. Yeah, no one knew that he was out. And how was he? Mate, you know, have you ever seen? Have, have you spent? You know, when he clenches his jaw yeah. and you know, those two muscles yeah. on either side of your cheek, yeah, like that. Yeah, he was like that. Like he was filthy, absolutely filthy that he wasn't playing. And the boys still talk, Kempy and all that. They still talk about him not getting changed in the change rooms. And they go, "No, well, what are you, why aren't you getting changed, mate? You're saving it till later, are you? I'm not playing. You what? So Moldas didn't handle it well. He didn't prepare the boys because if John Worthfold comes out of the team, it's like two blokes being out yeah, of the team. Yeah, it is, it is. Your yeah. leader, your hero, yep. the bloke who makes you walk taller. You need to prepare the boys. Yep. But he thought it'd be a, a shock to the boys and they'd lift. It backfired. They got beaten. So MCG yes. tonight, Barra, 5.20 p.m. Collingwood, $1.90. Melbourne, $1.90. I reckon they've got that just about right. Mm. It is precipitating in Melbourne. It's going to be wet. Who wins the game? Mate, you've, so you've said you've given the noble stats, haven't you? I have. He's played every game this year. I have. And he's, that was the seventh longing, longest streak in the AFL at the moment, and he's out for the grand final. Ginevan is the sub. Yeah. Okay. Peter Frampton. Paul is Frampton. It Paul, is, it, no, is it Paul Frampton? Billy Frampton. Billy Frampton. Billy Frampton. Peter Frampton's a singer, isn't he? He is. Billy he Frampton is. from South Fremantle. Yeah. He's out as well. The wild card is Bobby Hill, in my opinion. Yep. Can can Melbourne find a way to score? That's the only question I've got. So Bailey Fritz was in a moon boot. He's out of it. He's crucial. The thing about Melbourne is, and I'm picking them, by the way. I'll declare it now. I'm picking Are Melbourne really? in this game. Yeah. I think their best footy, they've not really fired a big shot this year, yet they're in the game that could determine mm. premiership favouritism in week one. Boy, they are them. building into something special. Their best footy, it's, the, it's been the best footy we've seen the last three, four years. Well, it's been from Melbourne, convince right? Convince me about the forward line because Fritch is under a cloud. It is. Tom, well, Tom McDonald returns. Yes. He's, so uh, you got your target. He hasn't played since May. You've got your target. He hasn't played since May. The tracker can slip forward. You've got my X Factor. So my X Factors are McCreary, who mm-hmm. is just built for finals football, mm-hmm. and I think um, Kasaya Pickett. Kasaya Pickett looks like he's ready to explode. Do you reckon? I just think midfield for midfield, um, very uh, – you talk about your Oliver who's building into form. You talk about Petraka, but Viney is Viney, just one of the yeah. most underrated midfielders. They've got a defence that's just about the best in the competition. Yeah. Now, Collingwood, lots to like about them, but don't forget, but there's a, the last the three or four weeks wasn't great. Yes, they punched Essendon up in the final round, but they were crap in the last month, Essendon. So I'm just not convinced Collingwood – Big in, Darcy Moore. I'm going the other Big way. Big in. I reckon the Pies. And yep. I reckon the Pies all the way. One, because they've been the best team all year. That's and fair. T- and two, they've been- Not all year, but they have been the, played the best footy this year. Well, they've finished on top. Yeah. So the best team all year. But they, they're coming. I reckon they've set themselves for this game. Okay. Darcy Moore's back. Nick Dacos almost got there, but probably plays next week. And your blokes, Melbourne, have had to bring back Tom McDonald and Michael Hibbard. Mm. Michael Hibbard. Um. He's going to retire after the game. I know you've got Gorn, you've got Petrarca, you've got Oliver, Stephen May and Lever. But One the forward line, the forward line Mil- Milksham with the knee, I, can't, the job. I, I don't know They've if they can. They've been getting the job done, though. Can they score enough goals? Yes, they can. They've won seven of their last eight, so the answer is yes. Hey, I'm, I'm, t- I'm staying with Collingwood. I reckon they've set themselves. Nathan Murphy's back, too, so that's another big in for them. For the pies. Yep. Yeah. All right, I'm going Collingwood. Well, I'm going Melbourne. Right. So there you go. Uh, there's the first diff- point of difference. Friday. Tomorrow. 
5.50 p.m. MCG, Carlton, $1.48, Sydney, two sixty five. Now, we know, Barra, mm-hmm. there's going to be – well, Melbourne, Collingwood, well, it's not going to be an upset whoever wins. I think St Kilda GWS won't be an upset whoever wins. But I think most people and the bookies suggest Carlton's the favourite. So there's going to be an upset. Is it Sydney or is it Port Adelaide? I'll be interested in your tip because Sydney have got the experience. Obviously, they played in last year's grand final. They played a – a full final series. Carlton have basically got no experience. Will Pat- no finals experience. Yeah, that's what I mean. Will Patrick Cripps be tagged or is Callum Mills just go to him and act as a cooler? I'm tipping Callum Mills. They're going to play. Are they playing three tours? Because I noticed today yeah. that Vossi said that Harry Mackay is playing and – Will Kurnow's playing. And I think as Pit- well. Well, so DeConing. Does, yeah, does DeConing play? You might sub him. You might sub one of them. I can't see how they can play the three of them. <laughs> um so if you want to go stoppage, you're going to probably go Pitnet, aren't you? Mind you. That's what you're going to do. It says here that the, they've played together seven times this year, the three of them. Mm. And, it's a pretty, pretty good record. And the Blues the are five and two. Yep. Yeah, right. The stoppage Kings. So Kurnow Mackay, you've got McCartan, you've got Rampy down there. Um, Rampy, very underrated player. Um, Weedering Kemp down in the uh, McGovern in the Carlton defence. A couple of bigs, you know, McDonald, Amadi. It's... But really, it comes down to the midfield, doesn't it? And a lot of talent in that Sydney midfield. You spoke about tagging Cripps. Who do you tag? Do you tag Warner or do you tag Goulden? Yeah, that's uh, I don't, I, I, that's not really their go, is it, uh, tagging uh, no. Carlton? I mean, because they're, they're the stoppage kings. So. Hewitt can keep them accountable. But maybe Carlton has a bit of a look at Errol Goulden. Yeah, you're right. I think you go Warner. He's the one who bursts out of stoppage and... I think he's more important in that sense. And yeah, Gordon's might might be one of those players you can't tag. Um, X Pap- Factor. Papley's back. Yeah, X Factor. He's my X Factor for Sydney. And yeah. my X Factor for Carlton is a bloke, West Australian, who has flown under the radar, Jack Martin. Mm. Really important to that forward line. Car- I, like, I like the Swans X Factor better than the Carlton yeah, X Factor. Yeah, well, no, I don't. I think he's a very good, underrated player, Martin. Yeah, but I'm Pap- picking the Blues. If you had a choice between Papley and Martin, you'd take Papley, wouldn't you? Not necessarily now. I think Martin's um, – Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll have Papley. Papley, one thing's for sure, he kicks a goal, he's going to get in the opposition face. Uh, I think Carlton will win, and if they go deep in September, I just hope that Jack Silvani plays a big role because deserves to. Should he be looking around Silvagni? No, nah, he's indicated he doesn't want to. He mm. was looking around, he wants to stay, and I like that. I like the romance of it. Stay at the club. The Silvani name is synonymous with Carlton. Mm. Don't is want is to he fit this week? He's not, is he? No. Yeah, don't okay. th- I don't. Well, don't think so. No. So, who if, you pick him? If uh, I'm tipping Carlton okay. as well, if they win, they go through and they play the loser of, of Collingwood, Collingwood, Melbourne. So, if it's Collingwood, it's be big either way. The biggest game in history. Be, you, not oh. the biggest game in history, but it's, oh, it'd be one of the biggest finals in history. Well, this they reckon the Melbourne Collingwood game sold out very early and could have sold out twice. Probably could have. Mate, t- t- explain Collingwood would be, be explain bigger. to the people how dangerous Melbourne would be. Carlton Collingwood. But it's not dangerous. It just would be. Not dangerous. Are you kidding me? All their nufties are coming out. Collingwood wins a flag. The zombies are on the move. They'll they'll be everywhere. Tell you what. And the Blues people aren't going to put up with it either. One of my favourite parts of Melbourne is just wandering down Ligon Street, Carlton, Mm. and having a nice bowl of pasta, a couple of lazy wines. Just any time. Oh, any time. You just wax right at the moment. Right at the moment. You know. (laughs) Right at the moment. You know this is not a cooking show. (laughs) 
But that will Ligon Street will go nutso if they get go deep ah. into September. And Collingwood, you'll probably get Smith Street. Well, there's, they're just everywhere, the pies. But uh, um, have you ever been to Smith Street, Brunswick Street? Yeah, what, would, sort of what would be your – if it's a – say it's the Saturday night game. Oh, it'll be the Friday night game, won't yeah. it? Say it's the Friday night game. Pub. What would your prep be? You'd be – Me? Yeah, if you were there, would you – I'm going to the All Nations yeah. Snug Bar, which is just in Lennox Street, Richmond. I'm right. going there for a couple of primers, and then I'm working my way down Lennox Street down, down to the Richmond side, and I'm going to the London Tavern, which is where all the footy people We're go. We're doing a pub crawl on yeah. the way there. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to the G, right? Going to the G, and then uh, afterwards I'm probably going back to the London Tavern or to uh, – there's a couple of other establishments across the road you could go to as well. So even though it's not your club, you would kick on, would you? Oh, it's, Melbourne in spring during finals mm. is an amazing place. Yeah, i give you that. So much atmosphere around. Oh, it's crazy good. It's not bleak city like some people say, is it? Bleak city. Who says that? That's what it's called. People who've never nickname. been there say that. Nickname, bleak city. Oh, silly. Traffic, all that. Nah, it's huge. It's huge, <laughs> mate. So, so um, both going the blues. Yeah, we are indeed. Saturday, 1.20 p.m., St Kilda, $2.15 GWS, $1.70 barra. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking? Well, I reckon that Ross Lyons' bubble's about to burst. I oh. agree. I'm picking the Giants. I just can't – I just think the Giants are the, – going into the finals, they're the team probably in the best form, aren't they, really, overall, charging into the finals. GWS. Yeah, GWS, yeah. What did I say? Melbourne's been pretty good too. Melbourne, not bad, but um, his Ross Lyon's finals record is 9-10 with a draw. Mm-hmm. He's taken two different teams to grand finals. Mate, can he pull something out? You know, well, can got, Kingsley pull something out? Has he got something up his sleeve? So the big one for me is I think – so Max King comes in for St Kilda. I think the GWS – everyone talks about their, their great – um, spring off half-back, the magnificent midfield, Toby Green and Tom Green and what have you. To me, it's the most underrated back line. You have got probably a two-pronged defence, here's a big call, that's equal to Melbourne's, to mm. Brisbane's. Sam in, Taylor. In Buckley and Sam Taylor at the moment. Mm. So I think they can get the job done. It all rides for me, though, on Sam Taylor's fitness. He's going to have a fitness test later today. He has had a hamstring injury. So if he plays, I think GWS get the job done. So I'm going to bank on that and pick them. Your GWS as well. I'm a bit. Kingsley sad. reckons he's the best defender in the comp. He's got a good argument too for the Swan Districts boy. I'm a bit filthy about Toby Bedford. Speaking about West Australians, you know, who did he play for? Toby Bed, not sh- oh, he's from up Halls Creek, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Claremont was it? I think so. Um, Toby Bedford. I'm going to have a bit of a whinge about this. It's not about whether he's guilty or not. And look, I, there was no head contact, but there was head contact with the ground, obviously. It was Zach the, Fisher from Perth. Yeah. yeah. But what really annoyed me, why did it take eight days. days to have the actual first case? Right. And then you had uh, the appeal was a couple of days before the game. What, what was the AFL doing last week? Why could they have not heard that case last week you, to it, give them some surety going forward? What is the explanation? There is none. So, they just it, had the week off. It's finals time. If it was Patrick, they go and leave at finals time. If it was Patrick Cripps, it wouldn't have happened that way, would it? Would have been straight away, mate. It's just there is no reason that to hung around for a week or so. It's just ridiculous. He shouldn't have gone as well. You know, you know. So you know, he's a big out, by the way. Massive. He out. is huge for them. He's been fantastic. So you know, so they're from Halls Creek, uh, the Bedfords, or he is anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they're all from the Kimberley. All of them are from the same – when I say all of them, the, a lot of the boys are from the same family. Okay? Not Peter so, Bedford, not related to Peter, no, the great no, Peter no. Bedford. South, South Melbourne. Brownlow medalist, yep. Geez, we're going back when we're talking South yeah. Melbourne, aren't we? Samo Petrevsky-Seaton, he's in the same family yep. and he's from that area. Shane McAdam, who's yep. just left the Crows. Announced he wants to look elsewhere, yeah. He's from WA, he's from there as well. Jai Farah, who's at uh, the um, Gold Coast Suns, and Ash Johnson – they're all – and Eric Benning. Remember Eric Benning at the Dockers? Mm-hmm. They're all from – I think Claremont's done a heap of work up in the Kimberley. Yep. So they've done a great have, job, all those have. blokes. And that Toby Bedford, he's fantastic. So he's I'm, a big I'm going the Giants as well. So am I. Uh, final game of the round, Saturday night. Why is this game Saturday night the last game? Nevertheless, Brisbane, $1.45. Port Adelaide, $2.75 at the Gabba. 11 from 11 at the Gabba this year, Brisbane. Gee, I tell you, I, I really like the language of Chris Fagan on a footy show earlier this week when he said, it's couldn't be in better chance. shape, it's our best chance. Mate, he's taken it on. He said, there's no excuses, we're ready. I love it. It's positive. It's saying, let's br- let's bring it on. I like that. And I just think this is going to be a territory game. The, both have really good midfields. If Port Adelaide can win that battle and own territory, it's their only chance of winning this game. I look at the Port defence. And, you know, you've got Alir, Alir, Jonas, Jones, Burton, Bergman, Houston. No McKenzie. No McKenzie. This, that, that's Danaher, where Hitwood, Cameron, Bailey, Rayner, Berry, and others. I mean, if they get territory, Brisbane, mm. they're in a lot of trouble, Port. I can't pick Port on this day. No. Every Port Adelaide supporter is telling me it's going to be the upset this weekend, and good luck to them. They'll try to isolate Alir, Alir, and then they're, yeah. they're in strife. That's right. But you are right. You know You know what's amazing? Like, from a, on a media perspective, putting my media hat on, fantastic mm-hmm. Chris Fagan saying this is our best chance to win the flag. From a football head perspective, I'm going, what are you saying? Why are you saying that? No, that just good. makes Port Adelaide go, oh, so you're just going to breeze through us, That's are you? That's not what he's saying. And then you're going to be- what, oh, what is he saying? He's saying we're ready lose. for whatever challenge comes out. No, us. he's saying I'm going to go through Port and then I'm going to go through a few more teams. I'm well, gonna, we're going to get a home prelim. And we're going to win the ground. We're going to win three in a row. You're good on them. So this, if I'm Port Adelaide, I'm going that cocky. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I would go on that. And he talked about the young players. So you'd be targeting these blokes. He goes, uh, the group of young players that have started playing finals three or four years ago, guys like Hugh McCluggage, Jared Berry, Brandon Stasevich, Jared, I said Jared Berry, Cam Rayner. They're all mature AFL players now in their sixth and seventh year. He's right. This is our best chance. Yeah, like it. Mate, that could backfire. So the two X factors, I think um, Cam Rayner um, is one, and I think um, I think Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy Finlayson for Port. Now, yeah, if yeah. they win, he's going to kick three or four. Simple as that. If he doesn't, Port Brisbane win the game. So I love that Charlie Cameron's, you know, who, what's he going to do? Who knows what he's going to do? Probably kick four. And Joe, kick one over his head. He'll kick a, one from the boundary line. He'll get the motorbike happening. Oh, it's great. I love it. Country and, roads will be playing over and over and over again. <laughs> and, he's a, and he's a hard to love, Joe Danaher, but he's so important, isn't he? Yeah. Does well in the ruck. Lockie Neal, does he get tagged? Does Stasevich go to Rioli, perhaps? Yeah. Good what about Lockie Neal, though? Do they, do they try to stop Lockie? Seems to be their human mm-hmm. dynamo. Well, you can stop him. That's why you will try. Can't, I can't wait to see what Zach Butters rolls out so too for the Drew, year. Drew get um, uh, he gets probably gets Lockie Neal. We think, mm. mate. I've got Who are you picking? I got. A, have you been to the movies lately? No, I haven't. Unfortunately, I used to enjoy going to the movies. What's the big movies at the moment? Oh, anyone? Anyone? Uh, don't say Barbie. Barbie. Okay, Barbie's big. Was yeah. he's huge. What's the next biggest movie? 
Uh, Mission Impossible, is that out at the no, moment? No, no, no. Proper movie. Serious movie. What's wrong with that? Well, Tom Cruise looking older, trying to do stuff that he shouldn't be doing. No, he's he right. must have a stunt. He's his own stunts. No, he does no, his own st- you have a stunt man now. He's he about 80. Went over the cliff, you know, <laughs> what it was on a motorbike. He did those stunts himself. <laughs> yeah, right. Several times over. You're talking to me now. I'm serious. <laughs> Look. So no, it's a, movie about, it's a movie about World War Two. Oh, it's good. Um, yes, yes, I've seen it. No, I just want to see what your pronunciation is. Oppenheimer? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we were talking about this. That's a pretty powerful movie, I tell you. I came out of that a bit jittery. So it's Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's it. And What did I say? Guggenheimer? No, no. <laughs> that's the museum. Uh, I've been there. I've been, here and I've been listening to some Big football. corkscrew steps. It's a few sportsmen of saying Oppenheimer. Okay. <laughs> And I think Billy Brown has said Oppenheimer. Okay. <laughs> I went to the movie Oppenheimer. But, mate, I can't believe this. Port are using that movie as how as a quest. Because they have a theme. They all have themes, don't they? Yeah, yeah, as their theme of the finals. Yeah. Do you think that's a good movie to use for your theme of the well, finals? It depends what the message is. Are we going to blow oh, them away uh, or something? Hello, do you know the story? Blow them. Yeah, it's Do you know what happened? Bomb. What do you think the message is? Blow them away. Nuke them. <laughs> mate, it's a long stretch for me. I, I, he says here, it's about the journey that the, the, the team that builds the bomb goes on and what it takes to get that finished product. Yeah, it's a little bit about just how much work goes into something. Poof. And we're talking Ask about- Ask the people of Nagasaki and Hiroshima what they think about that. 200,000. Oh. Over 200,000. Interesting 000. choice of theme. What Mate. about Collingwood have got a theme to? I don't know what it is because- um, We'll make the beta blue. They there. won't reveal. They made I think you might be right. <laughs> Don't you reckon? Yeah, I think you might I be right. I wouldn't be talking about that. No, I wouldn't. Hey, Barra, now it's time for this. <laughs> Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel mailbag. Yes, thank you to Thirsty Camel. We are giving away a 10-pack today, Barra, of Woodstock, Bourbon and Cola, 4.8%. Beautiful drop that it is. Please send your mail into quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au, including your details, and please keep them as short as possible. Barra, mm-hmm. he's back. Mm-hmm. Our man is back, Raul. Raul. It's Raul, the man with the it's name Raul, that has it? many pronunciations here. Happy AFL Finals Week. Happy Finals Week to you too, Raul. Cur- curious to hear your favourite VFL AFL Grand Final Day story. So, Barra, this is open to you, since you both have experienced a few in your time. Oh. I, have a, I have a couple. In the 1992 AFL Grand Final, a couple of mates and I drove over to Melbourne for the big day without a ticket. But we managed to bribe a gatekeeper 100 bucks to let us, th- three of us, into the ground. He bribed the gatekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> we watched the entire game standing in the newly completed Great Southern Stand, now called the Shane Warne Stand, for under $35 each. Uh, the other is the 1996 GF where I was in London and we had our footy confiscation, confiscated by the Bobbies because we were playing halftime heroes in the streets of Bayswater at 6.30am in the morning, disturbing our affluent neighbours in the process. Love to hear yours and maybe other listeners' stories, which you could then award a Thirsty Camel Prize for the most entertaining stories. That's Rayul from South Perth. Barra, over to you. Okay. Well, I have <laughs> mentioned a couple of, um, obviously, I've been, I, I was boundary rider for a lot of grand finals. I actually got tired of being the boundary rider. Can you believe that? <laughs> actually Why? Was, I used to work with Dipper. Uh, well, it wasn't my team. Like all those Adelaide ones and that, I might run out there and get, uh, you know, uh, the, the the Perth boys, what's his name, <laughs> O'Connell and those guys, remember those guys? So I didn't quite, I, it was cold by about five o'clock and I, I know I'm sort of missing the point a bit there, aren't I? You know, it's, it's it, those guys' moment of their life. 
But I, I also <laughs> ran in the grand final sprint. Oh, did, did you? How'd <laughs> in, you go? In 1987. Remember the grand final sprint? Mm. Who won in 87? It was, I think, Carlton. Yeah, don't remind me. Horrible. Who did they beat? Hawthorne. Who was it? Hawthorne. (laughs) (laughs) And a bloke called Russell Richards beat me. You remember him? Mm. Yeah. Melbourne. Russell Richards. Yeah, I think it was the last time they had the grand final sprint for a while. But the funniest bit was- Where'd uh, you finish? uh, Oh, I don't know. Were you quick? Yeah, I was super quick. That's all I had. No. (laughs) But do do you remember um, the bloke from Hey Hey It's Saturday- Daryl Summers. Daryl Summers. Do you remember him coming out and doing the Waltzing Matilda and, and Advanced Australia Fair? Did he? Ha oh. <laughs> ha, mate. It was classic. Well, after we after we leave here, go, go and Google it. He was mm-hmm. wearing a white suit. This is no bull. He's fully overthought it. He, he thought he was, I don't know, Frank Sinatra. So he's come out with a white suit, open po- purple neck shirt, open neck purple shirt. He looked like something out of Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. Remember Miami Vice? Mm-hmm. Don Johnson and yeah. What was the other bloke's name? And and he it was he was so hamming it up. It was like a sketch of of uh, and he, so he actually sang Waltzing Matilda and Advance Australia Fair. Is his voice any good, mate? It was up there with Meatloaf and okay. remember when Billy Billy Idol came out at the N, NRL Grand Final? I do. Not not that long ago in the two thousands on a hovercraft. Pretty good, yeah. That was pretty pretty good. It was. Crap. What's your uh, Batmobile story? <laughs> Oh, yeah, so so we go back to 91, right? Yeah, Waverley. So I'm the emergency. Yep. Um, I think it was actually half-time, actually, when this oh, all happened. was it? I reckon it was half-time, okay. you know. Okay. I reckon it was half-time. Anyway, I'm not sure if it was before the game or half-time. It must have been half-time because before the game, I was so you got helping warm the boys up. Lisa Ondiecki, Lisa Martin. <laughs> you've got Deeks um, in the in the Batmobile, and you've got uh, Angry Anderson for Rose Tattoo coming out and singing. <laughs> We can't be beaten. I'm just laughing because I remember before the game warming the boys up and not, you know how you pretend like you're actually so excited yep. for the boys, you want to get them going, and really it's the worst day of your life. Yep. You're probably going to miss the flag. It shows what a team man you were. Yeah, I was a team man until Nisbet, Trevor Nisbet came and goes, Barra, piss off. <laughs> Too flat. Is that what he did? <laughs> did he? Yeah, I was trying to disguise it. I thought I was doing well. But on that day, it was 28th of September, of course, 1991, and they had the blue Batmobile. It looked like straight out of the Rock of Steadford. Remember the Rock of Steadford yeah. <laughs> in the old days? Angry Anderson's in the front seat with Re- Rob DeCostella, mm-hmm. and they're sitting on sort of seats, red seats, like they look like brothel seats. Yeah, Not that I would know it. What so are brothel it was a, seats it was like? A, it was a blue car with red seats. <laughs> what are brothel seats like? I don't know. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Whereabouts is Langtree's in Perth? Oh, I don't know, mate. Oh, good answer. Anyway, so Angry was on the ground, and he was belting out a shocking rendition of Bound for Glory. Mm-hmm. Like I it was, it wasn't that bad. Mate, it was horrific because you know what had happened. His earpiece had slipped out, so he had no idea of the timing, and he fully lost the plot at one stage, just let the crowd sing on. Deke was – he didn't know what to do, Deke. Mm. Deke so he was pissing himself, right? Mm-hmm. He was just – and then there was Lionel Rose, as you mentioned, Jeff Fennick, um, the Brownlow medalist. Was Jim Steins? Yes. He was out there. Susie Maroney, remember the long distance? Yeah, swimmer? I do. Yeah, she was sitting not far by, behind. And then, <laughs> then there was Lisa Martin, and we mentioned um, Yobes on on Decky, her husband, who was the Kenyan five hundred meter world champion, mm-hmm. and he was five thousand. They cut to him. They kept five thousand meters. Yeah. They kept cutting to him because he couldn't stop. He was crying. He was laughing. It was it, good theatre. Anyway, so I've gone up to because um, like Lionel Rose. Well. Would, um, um, would people understand Lionel Rose? Well, nah. boxing champion. 
Mate, Lionel Rose. He's fighting Harada to win the title. We're talking Muhammad Ali of West of, of Australia, we are. aren't we? Are. we? Yep. I'll just explain to the young people here who've never heard of him mm. <laughs> who Lionel Rose was. Fighting Harada, he beat Japan, mm. the Japanese champion. They told him they told the Japanese champion to punch him in the guts or the or the legs or whatever, not in the head, and he didn't do the right thing and he and he got beaten. Mm. And anyway, so I got to Lionel Rose. This is no bull. And we're laughing. And Fennec's killing himself. I go, how bad is mm. this? How bad is poor old? We didn't want to stand with Andy, Angry Anderson. It was going that bad. He started wandering around with the microphone and then he fully lost it because it sort of was out of range and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, I said to Lionel, he goes, yeah, I, I would have done better th- at, at that. And I go, and I, I laugh. I go, yeah, yeah sure. Because, you know, he's a boxer. You're not going to upset him, are you? And he goes, no, I would have. He, he, was, he brought out a single. He, he was gave, a singer. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. He gave, yeah. he gave me the staunch look. Was know. it called This One's For You or something? Oh, that's just – probably not, I wrote it just it rings down. a bell. I thank you. I thank I you. I thank you. Yes. And it was a top five yeah. nationwide hit. And so I'm thinking he's winding me up. He goes, no, I did this song, uh, I thank you. It was top five. I go, piss off. You're lucky you didn't get a punch on the nose. I uh, know. I was lucky you didn't, didn't drop me. But guess who? guess who wrote it? Um, okay, I'm going to say, I'll tell you who wrote it, is um, Johnny bl- Young. Oh, mate. How did you know that? Because he wrote everything that's in that era. That's the great get of all yeah. time. We're just, well, we claim him, don't we? Mm. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. He said, and apparently he released it and it was just massive. Lionel Rose, one of the all-time great boxers. So I was so fortunate in some ways. We didn't win the Eagles anyway. We got pumped by you blokes. Oh, by Hawthorne won that day, did they? Out okay. at Waverley, yeah. I forgot, yeah. And uh, we should have won. We won 13 straight that year. Mm. 13 in a row, and we lost the grand final. Mm. But you know what we did? We didn't go in the, in the grand final parade, you know. Mm. Mick thought we'd get poisoned. Don't drink any water. They'll try to poison you. They'll poison <laughs> you, the Vicks. They hate you. <laughs> hey, Mick, aren't you a Victorian? Anyway, that's my what – you, what's your well, story? I was just going to say, um, uh, Raul mentioned um, 1996, we're in the streets of Bayswater. That was my place of residence. When I lived in London, I was in Hatherley Grove, Bayswater, Raul, so perhaps you can write in and let us know where you stayed in Bayswater. We used to go in the 80s, in the early 80s, we used to have um, a, mate and my, a mate of mine and I used to get seats, mm-hmm. and then we'd have our grand final breakfast, which would consist of a polystyrene esky that you could just crash and leave, full of beer, and some uh, barbecue, so some sausages and bread and stuff, right? And yeah, then we'd yeah. – and all my mates, I'd have six other mates come along and, the, and I'd say, I'll get, you, I'll get you in to the grand final. And they'd say, mate, where are your tickets? I'd say, just trust me. So we'd have we'd – have, we'd have a few How beers. many was there? Oh, six, eight. I don't know how many, but it was the days when the greats understand had the old wooden bench seats, right? Yeah. So what I'd do – So you're trying to wangle eight people in. Yep. Without tickets. Yep. <laughs> Confident of doing so. <laughs> And I didn't have any tickets in my sky. What gave you such confidence? Well, I'll tell you, because I'd done it before. So we wander over the old footbridge that Paul Kelly sings about. Yeah, yeah. And I walk up to a Salvation Army, God bless him, and he's got the tin, he's rattling the tin for the collecting. Yeah. And I I go up to him and give him a bit of a wink and say, mate, got any uh, standing room tickets? And he'd open up the Why would you ask him? Because I know. So there's a fake bottom in the tin. He'd open them up full of standing room tickets, 30 bucks each or something at the time. So you offer him 40 each, get eight of them. How did he have them? <coughs> because they've been raising money for the Salvation Army. So it's a good cause. Highly illegal sculpting, but. Really? So they were handed. So the- then what we'd do is we'd go into the game. So you get them in. So my mate and I, we'd, and you'd get there early. That's the key. Old wooden bench seats. And mm-hmm. there was faded paint. So you couldn't even see your seat number. You'd know your row, but. So we'd go in 
and you, they'd tear off the big part of your paper ticket and you'd keep the small stub. So we'd go in and sit down. I'd take my mate's stub, go out the standing room, pass it to another one of them. Get some more in. Get him in. In oh, the end, By the end of it, by the end of the under-19s heading into the reserves, we'd have eight people in two seats. And the funny thing is I remember a grand final one year where they all started piling in and this woman sitting next to me said, it's so crowded in here this year. And I said, yeah, oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Why yeah. didn't you just buy eight tickets? Oh, you, mate, you, they didn't have too the much. money. It was eight, too much. Eight fours, 320. Yeah, mm. right. That would have been a lot It was always then. easy to get standing room tickets, but very difficult to get seats. That was the key to it. Yeah, so you right. could get them in. But, of course, bucket seats these days, thankfully so, so that stuff doesn't go on anymore. Yes, that's right. Ruined anyway, your plan. That's a I've good, got I love plenty it. of grandfather. Oh, the, the other one I had was 1984. Hawthorne Essendon ran over the top of us in the last quarter. Platform 10 at Richmond Station. Get in tears, inconsolable with grief I was. And an Essendon flag whipped across my face and got me in the eye. And I grabbed it and threw it on the train track. Well, big mistake, Para. Mm. I had a group of them. Was it on? No, they chased me up Hoddle Street. And I was there with my best mate, who's now in heaven, but my best mate was looking at me saying, you idiot. And they were chasing us you up idiot, Hoddle Street. You idiot, run. We got away. <laughs> we are pretty quick. <laughs> There you go. There's a couple of stories for you. Good, good email, Ray. Oh, that's good, mate. Well done. Hey, do you want a uh, do you want a weather forecast for tonight? Yes, please. Hang on. Let me see if we can hear this because this is this is seven's just uh, her, the meteorologist at seven in Melbourne is Jane Bunn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jane Bunn does a good job. I have to find out what the weather forecast is. There's only one place to turn. Seven News with Jane Bunn. And she goes on to say it's going to rain tonight. Oh, that's a nice <laughs> gratuitous plug there for you, Barry. You might want to turn that off, mate. That's a slab, by the way. Uh, hi, gents. I was wondering what's going on with the Tasmanian team. You don't hear it mentioned very often anymore, other than vague rumblings. I also have a suggestion if the, for if the team is going ahead. Instead of just giving away the top talent using all the best draft picks, how about every team being forced to invest a bit more heavily into the academy system, then allowing the Tassie team to have access to picks from the academies that would go inside the top 40? That way, the other teams can still, as now, have the ones outside the top 40 without simply giving them all the top picks and ruining the draft. The kids they pick up will then also have a bit more development given to them. That would be the case with normal draft picks. Then would be the case with normal draft picks too. And that is just food for thought from James Brown. I feel good. I feel good. Now, um, they are looking at... Expand. They're, they're going to stretch it out. They're not just going to give them a heap of um, number mm. one uh, early draft picks in the first year or two. They're going to stretch it out because they found with Gold Coast GWS it created salary cap issues down the track. Mm-hmm. So they are going to do that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? And the reason that haven't heard much news about it is obviously it's finals time, so that takes precedent. But yeah. also, by the way, it's happening. Tassie's happening. Yeah, the standoff is still going on about the stadium. Yeah, it's, it'll happen, mate. Just yeah, it'll happen. But get the, over it, Tassie. Get on with it. You've been so, given a gift horse. Don't look it in the mouth. But who's blinking first? So they're waiting for it to cool down. Mate, do you want me to read? Uh, no, you're fine. Keep going. No, you sure? High quarters at Barra. <laughs> Please pacify the Fremantle supporters with the ox is slow, but the earth is patient. Yes. Remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. That's from Michelle. That's a great line from George Costanda. That's on my coffee mug at work. What is? It's not a lie, Barra, if you believe it. Yeah. So I was correct, by the way, just for the record. You were. The ox is slow, but yeah. the earth is you patient. Are, you were yeah. correct. I Which was, made complete sense to I me. Was, w- 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 I was wrong. He who tries to unseat the emperor. He who dies to, isn't it, d- dies the death of a thousand cuts. Risks the death of a thousand cuts. That was another Confucius. That was Jacko. When he, when he, that's what Mick used on Jacko when he was playing on Kerry. You've got to be prepared to die by a thousand cuts if you're going to play on Kerry, you know, so it's going to be did a good job, day Jacko. long. What was With, the other one? You, one day you're the windscreen, the other day you're, you're the, a bug. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that was his daughter, Christy, who gave him that line. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, with the Brownlow round the corner, we need to look at what makes players ineligible. It simply cannot be suspensions that rule players out, as so many current day suspensions are not for blatant thuggery, as they were in the days mm. of yesteryear. What constitutes a player as being unfair as opposed to being unlucky as some are? I don't begrudge suspensions for high contract contact, but don't think that they should automatically eliminate players from Brownlow contention. Kind regards, Tom Todd the Frio Phantom. That's a really good email. Yeah, I tend to agree with him. I think they will look at that down the track. He's got to be a contender because it's all changed. <laughs> I think there's been 35 or almost 40 suspensions this year that normally we wouldn't have had because of you know the concussion stuff and the the collisions. Toby Bedford. Imagine if Toby Bedford missed the grand final because of that. I mean, ridiculous, isn't it, really? Zach Fisher was fine. Mm. There was no dramas. He played on. Toby just sort of shepherded him, and he had his back to him. That's a very good and it's And it, it sits out um, like dogs proverbials when you look at Trent Cotchin in 2017 playing in the grand final for that hit on Liam Shields. Mm. He was dead set lucky to play in that grand final. Should have been Mate. rubbed out. Liam, he was their best player at the time. Mate, don't start me. Yeah. Can I, I'll mention Barry Hall. Yeah, Remember Barry Hill, how he got through Yep, after what he did? Yep. Mate, unbelievable. G'day, Quarters and Barrow. Regarding the AFLW season, it seems to me a solution may be to split the competition into two divisions of nine teams each. Then the home and away season is eight weeks long in your division and then on to finals. Uh, I suggest Division A be both WA and SA with five Victorian teams. Division B is Queensland New South Wales teams and the remaining Vic teams. That way, travel is minimised and the intrastate rival matches remain. Your thoughts? Love the pod. Keep it up. Big Al from Albany. Well, Big Al, they did have conferences in the AFLW in 2019 and 2020. Um, that was when they had fewer teams, of course. I don't mind it. I think they'll eventually do it with the AFL. There you go. And yeah. it will help to alleviate the tyranny of travel. When they have the Tasmanian team come in, <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, you're probably right there. I'll tell you what, that is it Ella Roberts? Can't do it with Tassie. You need 20. Can't do it with 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, so who comes in after that? It won't be a third team in WA. Where will, where will the 20th team come from? NT. Or Queensland. Or Canberra. If you go NRL. Or Canberra. No, there's no bugger there. Oh, yes, there is. They're just very cold. 300,000. 300, I'm from Canberra. 300,000. They're just 000. all wearing jumpers. In Queensland, they've got 300,000 in one town. You know, yep. like massive, massive people. I mean, as you know, in the NRL, that's where they put their – they've got four teams up yeah, there. Yeah, they have. Yeah. yeah, now with the Dolphins, yeah. Take them on. Let's take them on. Imagine playing up at Noosa or something. Uh, Rooster or Russell writes, gents, in response to your question, Barrett, one, love the old Eagles stories. Keep them going. Well, Thank you. Well, he's just done that. Thank you. Two, would you agree that it's important for its team for team culture to have a fines master? Yep. Apparently, Fremantle did not have one or team fines. Uh, perhaps that is an insight into culture and what could be needed at Frio. I'm not. I'm not aware mm. of that they didn't have a fines master. But yeah, I think it's good for camaraderie if you if you do that. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? That's good. Uh, good intel. I'll tell yeah. you what. That is very good intel mm. because that, that it's it's just about funny things that happen. You don't get fined a lot of money. It's just fun, things that happen that. So Bluey was the fines master. Bluey McKenna when you were playing. Yeah, it's a bit like the bloke who sings the song in the Australian cricket team. You know, gets up and, and does the... Under the Southern Cross I stand, a sprig of wattle in my hand, a native of my southern land, Australia, you beauty. and beauty. Mm. And it started, I think it started with Marshy. Went Rod Marsh to Booney to Langer to, was it Hussey at one stage? Yeah, it was Hussey and, and uh, Nathan Lyon. 
Nathan Lyon. And who's got, pass, you pass it on to someone else. You anoint them. And who's got it now? Uh, Nathan Lyon. Is he still got it, has he? It, it, when you think about it, it's pretty childish, isn't it? Oh, I love it. No, it's I, great. I, I love it because I'm a bit of a bogan, but it is pretty silly. No, it's not. Women Why? must go, you do well, what? You, what? It's you the same around. as singing your footy song after a win. What's right? What's the difference? Yeah, yeah, but you, but it, it's it's not very modern because it normally happens about midnight. So you, you stay around drinking in your cricket gear with your shoes off with your mates talking about what happened in the game. Then about midnight, they either wander out to the middle of the ground or someone stands on a table and they sing this song. Well, why don't you ask Simon Cadditch and Michael Clark? Because <laughs> that's what caused that one. Yeah, because he wanted to go. He wanted to go. And they said, Clarkie no, we'll do it when we're ready. to go and see his missus. What was her name? Lara Bingle. I would have been leaving too. But, but honestly, it is a bit immature. Le, le, uh, I mean, on this podcast. You want to I just tear down all the great institutions of Australian sport. It's one of the greats. I know, I know. But, you know, like leaving your – because Clarkie – He's a metrosexual, mm-hmm. and he, he's, that's the beginning of, you know, hang on, my wife's waiting for me, mm-hmm. you know. No, I like it. I'm not saying it's toxic so who's ma- the masculinity. But is, it, is it Todd the Frio fandom uh, about the Brownlow, uh, Brownlow call, or is it Craig from City Beach from uh, Tuesday uh, who suggested um, the roles to get the Eagles back on track, i.e. Carl Langdon? Uh, Scotty Cummings, dietitian, uh, Roger Kerhafter, et cetera, et cetera. That was pretty clever. That was pretty too. good. They're both very good. They're both very good. I'm going to be the mm-hmm. casting vote here. I'm going to go with Craig from City Beach. Mm-hmm. Craig, you are this week's winner. Um, well done to you. And please uh, send your details into Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. Barra. Thank you for being here. Listeners, thanks for listening. You have been listening to Quarters and Barra. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Any parting words of wisdom, Barra? I think we should, because I keep getting criticised about this, for spending an hour talking Puparama and not mentioning the waffle. So the waffle finals, we did it on Tuesday, but uh, let's just touch on Saturday. East Fremantle versus Peel. Sharks get the job done, although I'm concerned being a Sharks fan with the 11-12 AFL players in the mm. Peel team. Yeah, down at, and it's at Fremantle Oval, so that's pretty interesting, isn't it? The East Fremantle are playing their home well, ground. That was their original home ground, of course, yeah. back in the day. And on Sunday, of course, Claremont versus Subiaco. Leaning to Subi. I think they were both mm. good games last week. Um, Claremont and East Perth and Subi. But I... Subi unlucky to lose to Peel. I think Subi gets the job done. Zach Clark in the ruck. Daniel Curtin. If you want to go and see one of the great young players emerging, please come to Leaderville Oval on Sunday. You'll see all the great Colts players. So Perth taking on Claremont and the Colts. And then the main game, Claremont versus Subi. You'll see Daniel Curtin in action. And yeah, great weekend of waffle footy and catching on seven as well. Thank you. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.